<laughs> Neither one of y'all paid attention. <laughs> Neither attention. one of y'all were looking. I went like this. Oh. And then it was so silent. Oh, okay. Do it again. Okay. Ready? Action. You <laughs> don't break it for real. <laughs> hey, y'all. What y'all up to? Hi. Okay, look, let's try that one again. Go ahead, Steph. Hey, y'all. Hey, Hi. how's it going? We all sounded like a pack of drowned rats there. Like, we've just been dragged through the mud, and it's only Thursday. Okay, it is Thursday, and I do feel like I have been dragged. Drug? How do you say it, Mel? Dragged. I can, like, barely hear you. I don't know why. Dragged through the mud. Okay. I'm going to pull my cat, my camera, my microphone over so I can, you know, get it right here, Lori, right by my lips. Okay, we'll see if that's any better. No, I have to. Is that any better? Oh, my God. Yes. Okay. My people are back. All right. So. I don't want to hold. So here I was cracking all those jokes and no one even heard it. God, I know. Okay, we're gonna have to freaking start over. Can you? I lied. I didn't crack a joke. No, we're not starting over. <laughs> this, is real life. this is just how it this goes. is real life. This is where we're at. Okay. Oh, I think. Go ahead. Sorry, I, 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 in my microphone, there's. It looked like there was a little spider web, and that would not have been good. It would. It would not have been. <laughs> Okay, well, I was trying to decipher drug or dragged, and what is it? Oh. Is it drug or dragged? Dragged. dragged. Okay, dragged. I do feel like I have been dragged. That doesn't sound right. Anyway, okay, I know. I'm dragged through something. I am so tired, like exhausted, tired. Like I could sleep on my desk, like not even have the energy to go to bed, tired yeah so oh and can y'all tell how i must not feel very good do you see what i'm wearing i i was gonna I make a comment what is happening but no. i thought you know what it's because i have on a sweater yes that's why i'm thinking your body must be fighting something it's probably fighting fibro because you know the stress of advent and all of that it just causes a fibro flare which causes extreme exhaustion well, we should all look up for the next time or next time we're on Zoom. Apparently, there's this new strain of, uh, you know, what's that? COVID? Virus. No, it's a different virus, but it's supposed mm-hmm. to be worse than COVID. RSV? No. It's, no, it's brand it's a new, it's it's brand a new thing so they can yeah. shut us down. Because yeah, people it's... aren't going to get shut down for COVID. <laughs> They're like, screw all y'all. No, we're so over we're that. we create something new. And scarier. Yeah, it's brand spanking new. Apparently, it's in Africa right now and it's headed this way. Apparently, wow, because you know, let's not close the borders and stop it all. We're just gonna let all those, you know. Anyway, how was your day, Mel? Are you weak, Mel? (laughs) My week, yeah. Um, so far, my week started off great actually. I was having a good, very productive week. 
And then when was it? Wednesday morning I decided to go ahead and hurt my ankle? No, Tuesday oh. morning. It was Tuesday morning I hurt my ankle. So then I spent pretty much all Wednesday during the day at the hospital getting it checked out. But I wasn't going to go back to the to my family doctor. I went to my family doctor after I heard it when I was in Buffalo last March. Yeah. And he said, oh, it must just be a sprain. Then what was it like two or three months later, I heard it again. Yeah. And so I went to urgent care. They sent me for an x-ray. They were supposed to send me for an MRI. I never got the appointment for the MRI or ultrasound. Sorry. I never got the apartment appointment for the ultrasound. And they never called me about the x-ray. So I assumed it was the no news is good news. It's the typical thing here. But then when I heard it again this Tuesday, I was like, no. This time we're going to the ER where they're going to test me right then and there. And I'm going to get results right then and there. And I'm not leaving till I do. So I got results. So And those were? Um, essentially, when I was in Buffalo, I did fracture whatever bone is in your ankle i know there's a few bones but one of them i fractured the very tip of it and i guess they didn't catch it and this tuesday when i was because i was doing like a power walk because i was running late so i was power walking i must have stepped on it the wrong way or too hard and whatever was that fracture from last year i must have re-aggravated it and two little bones are chipped off so now I have two little tiny microscopic pieces of bone floating around in my ankle that is going to aggravate my ankle for the rest of my life, apparently. Yeah, but you can do something about that. What did they say you could do about that? They said to go get physio to strengthen oh. my ankles with for less chances of rolling it or stepping on it wrong and stuff. Yeah. So, but the bones will always be there, like the little pieces of bone. It's not yeah. serious enough to do surgery. And honestly, I don't want surgery. I, no. I don't. Not for that. It's not life-threatening. I'll deal. So, yeah, so well, it's been good. <laughs> that's awesome. I guess. Well, let's face reality. You've got a couple of days left before the week's over. Well, the rest of today and tomorrow, and then it's the weekend. What could possibly go wrong on the weekends? in <laughs> <And> mel's life <laughs> you you do know that there is no such thing as time off in my life until like july 1st right well, that's why i didn't say and then you're off i said and then it's the weekend <laughs> yeah it's off for me well as much as it can be but okay i'm going to tell you yeah. a little story about my week okay I don't even think you guys have heard this one yet. We, we no, because all... you've been out and about. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, I had to go out and get a Christmas tree for the club and some decorations. And um, I stopped and got a, a, a our Canadian tire, which I'm, I'm assuming is as good as your, what, Steph, um, Bucky's? No, I'm joking. No. Um, like a home hardware kind of situation. And we can't hear Steph. So I don't know if she's moved the wrong way or Steph, oh. Steph having technical difficulties with her mic Yeah. Um, for a bit now. So we're trying to get that all figured out. But anyway, I'll go on with my story. <laughs> okay. In that, okay, 
hubby wanted pants hemmed okay he buys pants that are i don't know 32 30 and he wants it hemmed two inches i'm like no it's not going to be two inches like a half an inch maybe but not now i know i then in a, I need the, a fight ensued okay domestic okay <laughs> anyway so <laughs> i jest but anyway every every day the past week he'd be like oh you didn't take my pants in yet oh you didn't take my pants in yet so today i on my way out to get all the things i took his pants and i put them in the car now i didn't take them to get hemmed i just took them out of here because i didn't want to hear him go on and on about my pants are still in my room right Anyway, long and short of it, this is not the reason why I'm telling you this story, but I go to get gas. I'm sure they've got me on camera, all kinds of crazy. Now, my gas tank, for some reason, when I pump gas, it clicks. The gas pump clicks. I think it's a sensor problem in my gas tank. Yeah. I, I don't know. But anyway, every five seconds, it's clicking. It's clicking. So to put any gas in this tank is crushingly um, annoying, okay? So there's me, beep, beep, you know, because I'm swearing the whole freaking time. <laughs> beep, beep, mother, beep. beep, beep. <laughs> this old guy comes around, he goes, are you having a bad day? I said, yes, as a matter of fact, I hate this gas tank. I can never get it. And he tries, and of course it does it the same. He goes, well, you need to get that fixed. And I'm going to give you a quote exactly, okay, because right away, I was not having a good day. So I looked at the elderly gentleman with as much lovingness in my eyes I could muster. And I went, no shit, Sherlock. And he, just, he just looks at me like he didn't understand what I said. Like, I don't think he got it. That's how old he was. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah, there you have it. It took me an hour and a half to pump $50 worth of gas. And by the time I went into the you know, to pay. And the guy's asking me a ton of questions. Do you have this? Do you have CAA? Do you got this? I said, look at me, just give me the amount and take my money. I want to go. Like, I'm not interested in the 20 questions. <laughs> so there you have it, friends. Welcome to okay, my So Are the pants gonna... in your car? Oh, but, so anyway, sorry, Mel. <laughs> so he comes home and he goes, oh, my, this is my husband. Oh, my pants are gone. I said, yeah, they're in the front seat of the car. I just moved them from one room to another. I'm excited. You're like, yeah, they're not here, but they're not there either. <laughs> but guaranteed every day I will hear, did you put them in yet? Did you put them in yet? <laughs> this is like, he's got nothing else to worry about in his mind. But uh, do you need me to come with my sewing machine? What to take up at an inch? Like I don't even honestly. But do you do it, or do you I'm take doing... it somewhere to get done? Yeah, I don't know. I'm taking it to the little old lady on the corner that does it. She'll whip it up in you know a half a day, and then phone me in the morning and say they're ready. So I'm not too worried. They're pants that were taken away on vacation with us. So some of the yeah a la carte restaurants you have to have a, a little bit of a dress up right so not but these are like blackish nice pants and he wants them hemmed up to his knee apparently 
Okay, so I'm going to share something with you. Since you were so intent on talking about penis last week. Oh, yes, and- penises. <laughs> well, we have another P word on the front coming today. So get, <laughs> get ready. No, Steph won't let me say that joke. Go ahead. No. Um. So for your gas tank, though, because I've had that problem every now and then, just the tip. Just put the tip in. Oh, just the tip, eh? Just the tip. Oh, because I got it shoved right in there. Good. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's too long. It's not enough room. Your gas tank tip. cannot handle the growth of it. Okay. Right? It just needs the tip of it. That's it. Right. Yes. Okay. So now I got to pull it out a little <laughs> and just have the tip yes. of the gas and then, tank. And then the noises should stop. <laughs> oh my God. All right. Okay. Thanks for the thanks for that tip, Mel. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Let me know how it goes. Yes. Yeah. Okay, oh you do that before the next recording of the podcast so everyone knows. Oh yes, I'll go and put ten dollars in just to see if that <laughs> <laughs> so put gas in when you're dropping off the pants right yes that'll do oh my god there you have so it funny. aren't you glad you asked how our week were oh wait you didn't ask we told you anyway well we didn't ask stephanie yet no i know I just said oh my week i'm just tired like i so we finished advent and then i went okay just a second i'm gonna interrupt you there okay, okay. No, you just didn't finish. I do have finished Advent. She, this woman worked her hiney off getting mm-hmm. those Advent ba- boxes together and out the door as promised. You know what I mean? She worked her her butt off. So go ahead, continue. Okay. I needed to put a little <laughs> emphasis on that. That's why That's why you're my friend. Um, <clears throat> so did, I got those out and then decided, oh, I'm going to put my entire website on sale for 30% off for the rest of the yep. month of November. I know loony, loony. So I'm sitting here with like orders out the wazoo and that's what I've been doing. Printing and cutting, printing and cutting. And then one of my machines died. Blanche died. Oh, no. So for those that don't know, I have three silhouette machines, Dorothy, Rose, and Blanche, and Blanche will not cut. She acts oh. like she is, like she goes through all the motions. She has me so fooled thinking she's <laughs> doing her job, like she sucks in the mat, and she's just like, she's making all the noise, and the whole thing's going in circles, and I'm like, oh, yay, and I pull it out, and not a dang thing has been cut, so I, um, yep. I tried all the things, all the. Tr- she's just psyching you out, is she? I don't know, but she's getting replaced because I already ordered another one last night, and it's. Did you tell her that? Maybe she'll work tomorrow for you. Oh, maybe it'll be like Blanche. Yeah. See, if Blanche starts working, then I'll have a fourth, and then I'll have a Sophia, so then I'll have all the Golden Girls. Oh, there you go. There you go. And I was going to get a Sophia, but Blanche decided that she wanted to die, so not have to replace Blanche. <laughs> Sophia so like what is going on anyway so that has been my week so um it was actually shipped today so I should get it in the next couple of days but I'm still like obviously I'm not stopping I'm still over there but you don't realize how much a third machine really helps 
Like, yeah. I'm got, I got two going, and and they're constantly going. But like that third one really does make a big difference. So yeah, yeah. Man, I feel like it's taken me 600 years just to get these orders finished because I'm down a machine. Well, you, and you still have 14 days left in this month. Yeah, I know. I still have orders coming in, but right now I'm finishing up the the nine that <clears throat> came in this week. Wow. Yeah. And then once I get those nine finished, then I'll start on the ones that are coming in today and for the rest of the time. So, yeah, sounds exciting. It is. Um, it is. I'm trying to get rid of a lot of my inventory because, you know, I know we've talked on other podcasts, but we record out of order sometimes just because that's life. So I don't know when and how people are hearing all of this, um, but my website's going from planners strictly to junk journal items. So I want to get rid of all of the inventory that's in there. Yeah. So that is what I've been doing. And seriously, it is just like print, 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 cut, cut, cut. I've got the cutters going and the printer going and I'm, you know, yeah. and all the things. So it's, it's, there's no rest for the weary, even though I want to go to just sleep. Oh, oh well, not today. I want to sleep too, actually. Huh? I said, I want to sleep too. I was saying to you earlier. Yeah. And I don't know, it could be a change in the weather. It could be a change in, you know, no sunlight in the morning and it gets dark here, like at 2.30, quarter to three in the afternoon. And you know what I mean? So that that sunshine isn't there for me anymore. So it could be that, that I'm going to go with that. That's what it is. Okay. It is. Because it's just it, it like quite literally, I said to my daughter-in-law, I just want to curl up in my bed and not get up and go out today. That's what I would really like to do. But yeah. I, I had stuff to do. I had to fight at the gas pump oh, and life and stuff. the tree. Like, and like I had, you know, exciting things to do today. <laughs> exciting. <Yeah. laughs> oh, that's so funny. Um, yeah. It was overcast all day today. Like super yeah. rain, but it was like super gloomy, cloudy, like the perfect napping weather. Oh, like not even like to sleep, but just to curl up on the couch with yeah. a good book or tiktok or whatever your guilty pleasure is right <laughs> yeah lay there and do nothing and be a vegetable well i have to say weather wise here it was a nice day the sun was shining the you know it it there was a nip in the air but it like you didn't have to bundle up in 900 sweaters yeah. and you know so it was it was a decent day for sunshine so i got my vitamin c today for sure and oh, I was like, yeah. So yeah, that's it. Aren't we just all? Yeah, I'm like, woo! All right, topic of the day. <laughs> Let's just the go day. right on into our mood. Um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're going to go from bad to worse. <laughs> bad to worse. So, um. Lori and I, not so much Mel, and she will tell you this, are really true crime maniacs. Like, we love the true crime. Now, I'm going to say, I'm going to go out on a limb and say Lori likes it more than I do because she falls asleep to it. I can't fall asleep to stuff like that or I won't fall asleep. I'll be trying to, like, solve it and my brain won't stop. But um, I love true crime. 
I will listen to true crime podcasts all day, yeah. like while I'm working or driving. Oh my gosh, it's my favorite. Like if I have a long drive, I am like finding a podcast that has like a bunch of ones I've never heard before and yeah. play them. So we thought it would be fun to share a few true crime stories. So that being said, I'm just going to say it right now. True crime is not pretty. It's not princes and rainbows. It's not unicorns and glitter. Um, there can be some um, unpleasantries discussed in this podcast. So if any of that is going to bother you, um, we'll see you in the next one. <laughs> yeah. So I'm just I'm just putting it out there right now that that's what this podcast this week is going to be about. So if that's something you're like, yeah, I'm out. You heard all the funny stuff in the beginning anyway. So you're good. You're caught up on our lives. Um <clears throat> But now I, the ones I chose are short stories, so there it's not like we're going to be here for, you know, eight to ten days. It's just yeah. short stories. Minor, minor short stories also that are yeah. easy to to read, but you're just kind of like, wow, really crazy. So I'm gonna let yeah. you go first, Lori. Okay, so the one I chose first today. Let me just get to it because you know, I had to plug my phone in. It's dying. Um, so. The first one is called, it's about Angela Hammond. Now, I don't know if anybody knows about this, but I will just read you what it's about. Um, let me just see. So she was talking on the phone, payphone with her fiance and saying how there is this suspicious truck that keeps driving around the block. Then that truck parks near her where the payphone is. He gets out and starts looking around with his flashlight as if he's lost something. Then he confronts Angela and abducts her. Her fiancé heard all of this on the other line and immediately got in his car to drive where Angela was. When doing so, he drove past the guy in the truck and Angela was apparently screaming his name for help. So he turns around and tries following the truck. And his transmission beeps up. That's an F word. And the guy got away. Angela has never been heard from again. And she was pregnant. Oh, my gosh. That's the worst. Yeah. Oh. Like, all the things that happened before cell phones. Like, and a lot of stuff happens after cell phones. But there's also a lot of things that are solved or are thwarted because... Yeah of cell phones you know because of the tracking and the this and the that yeah those pay phones were no help <laughs> i'm just saying they they half were no the time help. the cord didn't work or the the quarter wouldn't go in because people were jamming shit in there they and would unscrew the the mouth and the earpiece and they would yeah. be all wonky or just hanging off and so they yeah. didn't work very well they, they, half the time there was people just sitting in them talking on the phone because they didn't pay for a phone at home that's how people did it and then just kept yeah. putting quarters in or oh, yeah. at you the time have... i think it was dimes yep back in my day it was a dime dimes and then it, then it went up to a quarter. Yeah. Yeah. But the so. way there were payphones that would have all out chairs just right. Like in <laughs> right. <laughs> Everybody waiting in line. <laughs> People just be getting comfortable on that payphone. <laughs> oh, that's so yeah. funny. <clears throat> so I'll do another one again. Short story. 
And this is about Annie uh, Borgeson. I'm hoping I'm I'm saying that correctly. Um, the case of Annie Borgeson is really weird. She was a Swedish student studying in Edinburgh. She was then she then went to uh, Prestwick Airport, literally on the other side of the country, and down a bit. Caught on CCTV at the airport for ten seconds then left. She tried to take out money multiple times from different ATMs, but didn't have the funds, so was denied. She was seen wandering about Prestwick and then was found dead on the beach. Her long hair had been cut off, and the post-mortem, as far as what anyone can tell, uh, concluded death by drowning. She may have been a victim to foul play, or was it suicide? I also found that her parents' emails were allegedly allegedly hacked later on. It may be a case of self-inflicted violence slash mental health issues, but I find Annie's case just as bizarre and just so bizarre and sad. So it's funny, uh, not funny, funny, haha. Yeah, it's funny yeah. how people can just disappear. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right? Like how do... You know, I know there's mental health issues in some and there's this and there, you know, extenuating circumstances, maybe her life as a student wasn't going well. And I've seen one recently in a true podcast where a young girl literally killed her mother because they were questioning her about her university grades and she snappled, killed her mother. And yeah, wow. because they, they hear she's thinking they're both the parents are both thinking she's at school doing well and and uh all this time she was uh being kicked out because she had failed three of her classes and you know etc etc and next thing you know the mother's questioning her about it because the father got a call at school because he was trying to pay the tuition and they said wow. oh, sorry she's not a student here anymore she got expelled <laughs> so when the mother was questioning her on it, she just completely went berserk, smashed her over the head with a steel case frying pan. And uh, anyway. So to me, I mean, OK, we can say mental health, but we can also say really poor um, critical thinking skills. Yeah. So, you know, and, and I and I know of people and you hear about it all the time where they, they reach this point of no return. They just screw yeah. up so much and they lie and they lie and they lie and they're, and they're trying on some level to fix it. Yeah. It's, they can never catch up, right? Yeah. They can never get to that point. And it's like, it never dawns on them just to come clean and deal with the consequences. Mm -hmm. It's like, they don't have these critical thinking skills that say, okay, <laughs> If this, then that, yeah, you know, it's just like, I don't know. And then, then they're yeah. put in that position, like a caged animal and they react in that yeah. very primal. Okay. This is the only way I can get out of this. So when I read yeah. this short story about Annie, I thought of that other girl because uh, like she, like I said, she yeah. was a Swedish student studying in Edinburgh. And I was wondering is, is, is that the same type of scenario where she was struggling and she wasn't doing well? And, you know, like they, like this other girl that I was telling you about, um, 
uh, in the statement she said, <coughs> pardon me, to the police was that, you know, she was afraid of letting her parents down and her parents worked so hard to put her through school and, you know, all that kind of stuff. So she just, like you said, just her thinking just went completely, it, it was rails. broken because yeah. obviously she had been home plenty of times to say, look, I'm not doing good. I think maybe I should stop. And, you know, you know, like even the father, that's what the father said. Like she could have just come to us and I would have just said to her, you know what, then stop this year, get out of school, you know, go work yeah. and, and get your footing back and then go back. But yeah. I think yeah. she was just so worried about letting her parents down that this, this really did a number on her psyche, I think. So anyway, that's why I brought that story up because it kind of reminded me of this one a little bit where she was like roaming around, but the cut hair and the drowning thing, I don't know. Okay, the cut hair makes no sense if she did something yeah. herself. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, why would she do that, right? Like, was it there with her or was it just cut and gone? Like, No, it just said her long hair had been cut off. So... I would assume from that statement that it wasn't with her, like it wasn't on the beach with her. So I don't know. She could have cut it before she went there. Oh, she maybe. Could have, or you know what? Maybe an abductor did it. Who be knowing? But that's the short <laughs> story. Okay. I don't like it when they don't give enough information. Well, I'm sure if we dive into <laughs> this and do some investigation, we will find out more. But again, this is just a short story, right? Yeah, I know just a tidbit mm -hmm. to tantalize you to go look further to look for some more there you go your turn okay my turn knock my socks off are you oh yeah you're wearing socks you're cold socks and slippers <laughs> well i gotta do the slippers first then man this is gonna be like <laughs> a <double> whammy <clears throat> all right the icebox murders so in 1965 Fred and Edwina Rogers were living in Houston, so that's not too far from where I'm at, along with their grown son, Charles. The family mostly kept to themselves in their quiet neighborhood, especially given Charles' reclusive and antisocial behavior. In fact, many neighbors were not even aware that Charles lived at home with his parents because he left the house each day before dawn and didn't return until well after nightfall. When a family member hadn't heard from the Rogers in several days, he called the Houston police for a welfare check on his elderly. Why is my mouse not working? Um, that's not part of the story. <laughs> it's just me freaking out because I can't scroll. Um, <laughs> okay. When a family member hadn't heard from Roger in several days, he called the Houston police for a welfare check on his elderly aunt and uncle. The patrolmen were unable to locate Fred and Edwina, but they noticed food sitting on the dining room table. They opened the fridge and noticed numerous packages of meat neatly stacked atop one another. Oh. They noticed two human heads in the vegetable bin. Additional oh. officers arrived on the stomach-turning scene and slowly removed the packages full of dismembered body parts from the fridge. The remains were that of Fred and Edwina Rogers. The police deduced that Edwina had been brutally beaten and shot while Fred suffered forceful trauma to the head. His eyes had been gouged out and his genitalia had been removed. The couple's it does say genitalia. It okay. Just a minute for my I just wondered if you just that. didn't want to say penis. No. <laughs> it says his genitalia. Um the couple's innards had been flushed down the toilet 
and Charles oh. was nowhere to be found. Naturally, Charles was the prime suspect in this heinous crime. However, he seemed to have vanished off the face of the earth. Though the police were able to collect circumstantial pieces of evidence against him, Charles Rogers was never found. Wow. Wow. See, now that's one I I want to uh, look up a little bit more. I know, like dig into it. Right. So that is the Icebox Murders. Wow. Um, good choice, Steph. That was a good one. Dorothy Jane Scott. Early in 1980, Dorothy Jane Scott began receiving threatening phone calls at work. Okay, in the 80s, let me just remind our younger listeners, there were no cell phones. No, no, nope. no. Okay. Uh, I don't, did they even have pagers in the eighties? Was that a thing? I don't think so. No, I don't think no. so. Okay, not so, until I think like the late maybe 90s. late eighties. I think the late eighties. Well, I know the late eighties because I had one. I was so cool. Anyway, the late eighties really. I think in the late eighties they had those. They almost look like the the CB handheld radio things, but they oh were, yeah, the those right? phones. Very few people had those, but yeah. I think the, the pagers came out in the late 80s, early 90s. Yeah. <clears throat> okay, back to the story. Yeah, sorry yeah. for interrupting. It's No, I, I got off track myself. Um, so she be, uh, began receiving threatening phone calls at work. She was a single mother of a toddler who didn't think much about the calls at first until one night when the sinister voice over the phone told her to look outside. Ooh. A single dead rose was laying on the windshield of her car. The stalker who had gotten hold of her number would oscillate between professing his love for her and threatening bodily harm. Dorothy mentioned to several family members and friends that the voice over the phone sounded familiar, but she couldn't quite place who he was, and she never got the chance to find out. So one night at a staff meeting, Dorothy noticed one of her co-workers looked ill, she and another colleague drove the man to a nearby hospital. The doctor said he had a nasty spider bite and needed a prescription. While the two co-workers were waiting for the prescription to be filled, Dorothy went out to the parking lot to get her car, and that was the last time she was seen alive. Her co-workers testified oh. that after she did not return, they went out to meet her in the parking lot. At that moment, they saw her car speeding away, so they assumed there was an emergency with her son. Dorothy never returned home to her son, nor did anyone hear from her again. Four years later, her charred bones were found at a construction site. Adding another layer of mystery to the case is the fact that a set of dog bones were found right next to her remains. Though people on the internet are still discussing the case today, no one was ever convicted or held in suspicion, and the mystery caller was never found. That is something else, eh? Wow. But because the car sped off, he was driving her car. Yeah. So, yeah. like, did he not have his own? I don't know. I'm just like, there's so many questions. It's like, okay, did they canvas, like, all the cars that weren't supposed to be there? Blah, 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 like, all the things. And then <laughs> did he kill Steph's his dog? has gone right into cop mode. <laughs> I know. Yeah. And I, like, where's the dog from? Was it just yeah dance or was it his dog and i don't know like there's some crazy 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 totally uh, yes all right my turn your turn okay i think i got the same website as steph so i hope you don't mind sure she's like no i do mind go 
Because <laughs> it's all you okay. got. Well, first, no, first, there's this one story that I really liked. I did read it because I told you before we started the podcast that I had started looking at true crime because mm-hmm. I don't listen to it. Like, I'll watch TV shows, I'll watch movies, I'll watch documentaries about true crime, but I like never like hold on to the information enough to be able to talk about it. And I don't listen to the pod, I don't listen to podcasts. I can't, I don't know, for some reason, it doesn't stick. So, so I found this one story that I really wanted to share, but it is hella long. So I'm just going to read the first part of it. And then if people are interested in it, they can go Google it. It's called the Sacramento Vampire. And that really got my attention because I love anything vampire. Like I love vampires. So it says, sometimes truth is stranger than fiction. The case of Richard Trenton Chase is a story which even the most depraved horror writer would struggle to create. Over the course of four weeks, spanning across 1977 and 1978, Richard Chase took the lives of six innocent victims in Sacramento, California. His murders gradually progressed in violence, beginning with drive-by shootings and culminating in acts of cannibalism, necrophilia, and extreme mutilation. But it would not be the murders themselves which cemented Richard Chase as a real-life boogeyman. Instead, it would be Richard Chase's eccentricities and bizarre beliefs, which he would be remembered for. He harbored a strange obsession with blood, claiming that his own was gradually turning to powder as a result of Nazi poisoning. He often claimed that his heart had stopped beating. He believed that the bones in his skull were gradually changing shape. He accused his own mother of repeatedly attempting to poison him. He once injected rabbit's blood directly into his veins. Richard Chase wasn't of stable mind. He suffered really? from psychosis. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I was really shocker. Confused. I was like, what? Oh. So he suffered from psychosis, schizophrenia, and extreme paranoia. And over time, this manifested as brutal acts against anyone unlucky enough to find themselves in the wrong place at the wrong time. And that's where I stopped because after that, it goes like from the time he was born and he goes through his whole life. It's like pages and pages long. Every time I tried to type in short true crime stories i was getting novels so the only one i found was the one that steph was just reading from so that's why i didn't want to copy from her but i do really want to reach read the rest of this though because like i said the title got my attention so yeah so it's called in case anyone wanted to look it up with me let me get the sacramento vampire oh yeah sacramento what is yes. necrophilia? Does anyone know the definition of that? That is somebody who likes to have sexual intercourse with dead people. Ooh. Okay, yeah. so can, let me just touch this for a minute. No, let me rephrase that. <laughs> let, let me just touch base with this. Okay. Well, let's just discuss this for a moment. So, yes, there you go. Um. What is wrong with people's lives that, um, like, what happened to them as children and growing up that makes them turn to this type of sadistic, uh, you know, I think that's what, that's what I 
like hearing is their life. Uh, So the podcast I listen to talks about their whole life and what happened to it and how their parents were and like, you know, all kinds of stuff. Like, so you kind of get a whole background of what kind of psychopaths that these people are growing up around. And not always is it the parents' fault, okay? But I'm just saying that to have to be a person like that, like honestly, what what's happened to him? Right? Well, do you want to do you want me to read the two paragraphs about his home life? Sure. So it just says, from a young age, Richard was physically abused by his father. His parents would violently argue, with Richard being the unlucky recipient of his father's rage once his mother fled the house. So his mother would take off, and then he'd be left to deal with his dad. By his teenage years, he had developed a dependency on drugs and alcohol. From this point, his serial killer tendencies quickly developed. Richard began torturing and mutilating small animals, including cats he found around his neighborhood. By the age of 12... Richard displayed the three traits which are considered the blueprint for fledgling serial killers. Bedwetting, animal cruelty, and arson. Yeah. See? So, yeah. It talks about the abuse. Yeah, it it shows that what is a typical uh, serial killer kind of behaviors. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, you know, there's there's people who are psychopaths and there's people who are sociopaths. So a sociopath um they actually can feel empathy and remorse. Psychopaths don't. Mm. For the most part, and I'm just generalizing here, sociopaths are born. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they're born without that the empathy they, they don't they feel nothing they don't care they yeah. are you know they're they're now does home life you know feed into that yeah but you have people who are, are sociopaths who have great childhoods they torment yeah. their parents you know that's the, flipped it's not like the parents are tormenting the kid the kids tormenting the parents they don't have any empathy they don't feel remorse they don't have the they don't have what it takes that human gene i don't know how to explain yeah Yeah. compassion there's no compassion none none so you know sociopaths are made so you know you're not born a sociopath but circumstances can lead you down that road because sociopaths do know right from wrong they do feel empathy and they do have compassion they just choose to ignore those things or they justify their actions based on you know whatever is going on exactly yeah so you do have two different types most of your all-out serial killers are psychopaths yeah not all but most of them because they have no remorse they have no empathy they have no care at all yeah Yeah. wow um so a little tidbit for y'all the difference between a psychopath and a sociopath Mm -hmm. 
But in saying that, though, not all psychopaths are going to be serial killers. No. Just so our readers, our listeners, readers, our listeners, no. our, our watchers, <laughs> the watchers, the people out there, <laughs> you know, our peeps. Excuse me. You got any anything room. else, Mel? And not really. I mean, like I said, all the stories I found were all novels that would take like a couple hours to read through. So I'm just fascinated by this one story. Every time I scroll, I see another like tidbit of information that just got like, why would he inject himself with rabbit's blood? Like he injected himself with rabbit's blood, rabbit's blood, and he actually got a severe case of blood poisoning. Yeah, because of it. No kidding. Yeah. <laughs> like, what did he think was going to happen? He gave himself there. the name Dracula, the nickname Dracula. <laughs> well, yeah, because he feels like a vampire. So why not? Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Like, see, I don't know. That's all kinds of crazy. But well, I bet I just... rabbit's blood has some kind of significance in either the vampire world or in the world or, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Or maybe that's a good, the- that's a good point. I would not have thought that it has a meaning. I would have thought it's just was convenience, kind of. You know what I mean? And, and it could be yeah. convenient, although I'm thinking cat dog would probably be a little more convenient than a rabbit. But hey, that's true. What do I know? Um, I'm not out trying to, you know, find blood to inject into my body. <laughs> <laughs> let's investigate that, shall we? <laughs> yeah, let's talk about that. All right. That's well, a good podcast, though. Side podcast. Yeah. Why rabbit's blood? Jot that note down. (laughs) (laughs) Um, What else you got, Lori? Okay. So I have got the Hinterkaffic, and I I brutalized that name. Okay. Hinterkaffic murders. So a family saw footprints in the snow leading to their farm but no footprints out of the farm. A few days later, they were killed in their own home. There was evidence that the perpetrators were staying in their house or on the farm before the killings. It's creepy because your house is supposed to be your safest place. It's hard to feel secure when you think about the possibility that a killer may be living with you without you noticing. Isn't that weird? It is so weird. Yeah. But you know, this isn't the first time I've actually heard about this. Not this in particular, but this kind of thing where people are living like in your attic and you don't even know about it. Prime example would be that movie that we watched. Do you remember that movie that we watched? The woman across the street from the man in the window, the lights and the, I don't know what the story was. The longest title ever. Right? Look that up. Yes. So, yeah, that that brings to mind was that because he was living that guy was living up in her attic for all that time yeah so kenny and i watched something i don't know he watches everything under the sun but this man was convinced that his girlfriend was stealing all of his like they didn't live together Mm -hmm. but that was his girlfriend she would come over and he was convinced that she was taking all of his food and taking his some of his clothes etc etc so he put cameras up and there was a woman living in his attic. 
Oh, and wow. You could see on the camera at night. She had it figured out like exactly where everything was. And she would her long leg would come out from this hole from the attic. And she would step onto the dining room table. And like she was super quiet. She was in there like drinking his milk and taking like as much food as she could, taking it back up to, into the attic. Yeah. Craziness. Oh my gosh. So he watched the the cameras and called the cops and they had to go up in the attic and arrest her. <laughs> oh Jeez, wow. Please. Can you imagine? What I don't understand is how does anybody not hear it? Well, yeah. apparently, if she's sleeping, well, if if he's gone all day. Well, that's true. If yeah. he's gone to work all day, she's yeah. doing whatever she wants. And then at night, she's just waiting for him to go to sleep. Wow. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's just That's crazy. so freaky. Like, that like, that wouldn't happen here because I'm home all day. Yeah. And I know yeah. the noises in my house. Trust me, if I heard anything, yeah. Uh, I'd be calling the police for a different reason but anyway um there's a movie I watched recently with Ron that was along the same premise where it was like a a prank or something where people would film each other like going into someone's house when they weren't there and then living in the attic and then coming down when they're away at work and doing other things or when they're sleeping but the movie I, I'm gonna have to find the title but the movie we watched it started off as that prank, but it turned out that the guy that was with the girl doing the prank, I guess he had a vendetta against the people living in the house. He ended up murdering, like, everyone. Oh, my God. Like, oh, just sweet. gone. Nice boyfriend. So, I don't know. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to find the, the title of that movie and let you guys know, because yeah. it, was, it was a lot. I usually let you guys know, thing. but I want to know that one. Yeah. <laughs> So the other one I have is, um, his name is Brandon Swanson. Look, I can pronounce those, that name. That <laughs> was easy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> For those who are not familiar with his story, Brandon was a 19 year old who lived in Marshall. Uh, what is MN? Minnesota? Minnesota. Okay. He was returning home from a party recently celebrating his graduation from a community college up in the town north of Marshall called Canby and was on his way home. Along the way home, he crashed in a ditch. For some reason, he was taking gravel roads, even though the highway between the two towns was a straight shot north to south. I'm guessing he took his route as a joyride type of thing since he loved his car and driving in general, or maybe he had a little too much to drink at the party and didn't want to deal with any state troopers. He called his dad for a ride and eventually got tired of waiting inside his crashed car and started to walk. He, cl he claimed to his dad to see lights of something nearby when abruptly exclaimed oh shit to his dad while still on the phone um uh saying to his dad while still on the phone and his call ended to this day no one knows what happened to him no body found none of his belongings found nothing there's more to the story but that's the summary if you want to learn more dig around my guess on what happened to brandon is either he slipped and fell in a river due to not being able to see in the darkness 
got shot and buried somewhere by a belligerent farmer who hated people trespassing on his property. I think that's a little bit of a stretch, but that's my opinion. The case just creeps me out. I live uh, in the South Minnesota. I'm semi-familiar with the Marshall area. It's mostly flat farmland. I really do not understand how someone can just disappear in the middle of nowhere. Like that, that could be absolutely anything. It could be. Right. You know, you know, many things have happened just wrong place, wrong time, period. End of story. Oh yeah, for sure. There's no rhyme or reason. There's no anything Mm -hmm. Uh, wrong place, wrong time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I agree with that for sure. Okay. I've got the unicorn killer. The unicorn killer. That sounds cozy. Oh yeah. And he's not killing unicorns though. (laughs) Um, As an adolescent, Ira Einhorn gave himself the nickname of the unicorn. The English translation of his German surname Ira Einhorn. Einhorn. Okay, maybe it's like uh, one horn. Unicorn. Got it. Uh, thank you for the our yeah. linguist in the group who can tell us all this stuff. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> the killer was an environmental activist and part of an anti-war movement when he murdered his ex-girlfriend Holly Maddox. Maddox disappeared in early September 1977 after stopping by the Unicorn's Philadelphia apartment to collect her things following their breakup. Okay, FYI, girls, if you break up with someone, don't go back and get your stuff. Okay, right? Just, just leave don't. it. Just it's not that important. Okay, just or make sure you grabbed right it there. before you break up with them. Yeah, something. But PSA: don't go back. Don't no. Go back. So several weeks after Maddox's death, police questioned her ex-boyfriend about her whereabouts, to which he stated she had disappeared on her way to the neighborhood co-op. 18 months later, after neighbors began reporting a rancid smell, police found Maddox's body stumped in a trunk in the unicorn's closet. Several days before the unicorn was supposed to stay in trial, he fled to Europe. Oh my gosh. Einhorn or the unicorn had already been arraigned. The court was able to try, convict, and sentence him absentia, which means they could do it without him being there. Despite the fact that Einhorn managed to remain in France for 23 years, even getting married while craftily evading extradition, the U.S. government was finally able to bring him back to the States and reconvict him in 2002. Einhorn is now serving a life sentence without the possibility of parole. So it had a, a happier ending. At least someone got caught. Yeah. yeah. Is paying the price. That's just. Uh... Okay, but I have heard that, and obviously watching Hollywood movies and stuff, but I've heard that the smell of a decomposing body is a scent that is like none other mm-hmm. and it's something that n- you never get over no you know, how awful. how insane are you as a person that you can live in a place that there is that scent okay like, so I, and not it just just to give you an example of that scent i don't know if you've ever heard of jeffrey dahmer oh yeah yes okay this guy 
had them all in his house. They had all in his like, house. People were complaining. Really? It was bad. It was so bad. Yeah. And he the one that people... was so in their skin. No. Or was that no. Gacy? He was eating it. Oh, okay, yeah. He was eating them. But I, he, guess, I, guess okay, the I need up. to refresh. He he um the apartment building, everybody was complaining in the apartment building about the smell. Because it was going through the vents and everybody could smell it and it was just and he kept telling the the people, the the building maintenance people that it was just rotten meat. He he leaves the meat out on the counter too long and it goes rotten. Meanwhile, mm -hmm. it's some young guy's Heine getting cooked up for dinner. Yep. I guess. So there yeah, you have no. it. Jeffrey Dahmer. Yeah. <clears throat> Charming. He's one, he's one you need to listen or watch for. Didn't they do like a Netflix thing? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, yeah. Did you watch it? I did. Oh. It's funny as I can listen to true crime, I can't watch it. It's oh, more really? like a documentary of how things happened. Is it, 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 you don't really see um, like a lot of uh, the gore. Well, the one I watched anyway, it was a documentary. It wasn't, it was about people being interviewed and talked about and how things happened and, you know, how his schoolmates talked about, you know, what he was like in school and even him talking about why he was like the way he was. So it it's not really... A oh, movie, yeah. Right? No, 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 no. Is he still alive? Yeah, I think he's in prison. He's in prison. Yeah, but he's alive. Yeah, mm -hmm. I think so. I think so. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I just okay. can't. So, do we want to hear about the Granny Killer or the New Orleans Axeman? Oh, the Granny. Let's let's just put it right <laughs> up my alley. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I'm all about choices, okay? <laughs> <clears throat> okay, what is it with these names? Okay, you're gonna you're gonna hear it in a minute. An English-born Australian serial killer, John Wayne Glover. Like, what is Glover? it with the John Waynes, man? John Wayne Gacy. There was another John Wayne something. Like, wasn't it Bobbit? Oh, there was a John Wayne Bobbitt, but he was a victim. He's the one that got his stuff bobbitted penis? right off. His penis. <laughs> his penis. <laughs> That's why it came to my head. <laughs> okay. So, John Wayne Glover was known for preying on elderly women, including the widow of artist Will Ashton. Over the span of 14 months between 1989 and 1990, Glover murdered six elderly women before brutally attacking them. At times, he used simply his fist to attack his victims. With others, he used objects like hammers, his victims' pantyhose, and other instruments. Many of his victims were simply women he saw walking past him on the street with whom he'd stuck, struck up a casual conversation. This is why I don't people. Right here. You can't trust anybody. <laughs> Just saying. Right? Okay. In addition to attacking and murdering those six women, Glover was also accused of molesting and sexually assaulting several several other elderly women. That's really hard to say. Oh, gosh. 
At his trial, a psychologist noted that while Glover was sane, he had several personality, a severe personality disorder, which may or may not have been connected to his turbulent relationships with his mother and mother-in-law. After being found guilty and sentenced to prison, Glover killed himself in 2005. Days before he died, he handed his last visitor a picture he had drawn featuring two trees and the number nine. Supposedly nine is the true number of murders Glover was responsible for, not merely the six for which he was convicted. Wow. So can you imagine if someone just walks by and like, hey, how are you doing today? And you're like, oh, I'm good, whatever. And then the next thing you know, he's trying to kill you. Like, no. Mm -mm. Like, no. Uh, No. 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 Let's all say it together. No. (laughs) So the next time anybody tries to strike up a conversation with me on the street, I'm glad the hard no. Sorry. Step away, Felicia. I ain't getting myself killed today. I ain't getting killed today. Okay. Be on your list. Your crazy list that you have in your head. Right. That's so. Yeah. It's just freaky to me how easily, quickly, and all the other words I'm thinking of my head and I can't spit them out, but just how quick things like that can happen. Like you just have no idea. You do, you're going along your merry way, pumping gas. And before I know it, you're in a car and you're being, you know, housed in some back barn somewhere in the outback. In the the hills. Yeah. (laughs) Right? No, it's true though. This is why, like, I will say this, listening to true crime has made me very hyper aware of my surroundings like every everyone's everyone's a psychopath in my book oh for sure wrong okay you 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 are all psychopaths all of y'all all of y'all are like i don't care what you look like it's funny it's the thing i was talking to rachel i don't know i was talking to somebody maybe in y'all it's like i'm at the point now where i think that i would go with someone who looked dirty and homeless before i would go with a nice dressed man okay yeah, yeah. Because let me just tell you, these people who look like they have their stuff together are cray cray. Yeah, mm. all of them. They are. That they will throw you in a trunk and half a heartbeat. I think yeah. I'll take my chances with the ones that don't look like they got it all together. So when Meg yeah. and I go grocery shopping, funny thing is, is I'll go through and there's sometimes there's men there shopping, right? So I'll look over at Meg as we're passing one and I'll go pedo. <laughs> serial killer (laughs) we have them pegged right yeah like meanwhile they're probably not but that's what you do you look at these people and it's almost like you're you're analyzing them before you even uttered a word and that's okay that's how i'm gonna stay safe okay all y'all are crazy all y'all are out to get me i'm i'm done like we're not having conversations we're not chit-chatting no yeah, yeah, I agree. <clears throat> I, 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 who's got time to be kidnapped? I, I just don't have the time or the desire, <laughs> right? Energy. Like, who <laughs> has that? They're gonna want me to put up a fight, and I'm just not. Could you but... imagine? They're gonna want me to do a lot of things that I just do not have the energy for. Let's <laughs> <laughs> face reality. Okay. <laughs> I'm. 
I'm out. Kill me now before you have to take me anywhere because <laughs> it's not happening. It's I, I... <laughs> Here, give me the knife. I'll do it myself. Just put me on the side of the road. <laughs> right. Go find somebody else. Uh, no. It's true, though. I mean, but seriously, if that were to happen, you would be telling them go find somebody else. You're not going to be. I would be. I'd be like, look, I can't. Like, I'm not doing this. (laughs) You're not going to get anything out of me. Sorry. Just just go find someone else. The thrill of the kill you're looking for is not here. (laughs) Oh, sorry. (laughs) I did not take enough meds to get me through this evening. So (laughs) count me out. Oh, okay. Here's an interesting one. Unless okay. you, unless you want me to not to do it. No, I want you to do this it. Is a, do it's it. a short one, and it happened in Texas, as you know. Oh, so you're firsthand. You probably know the people. They're uh, your probably. neighbors. Probably. <laughs> okay. Seriously, though, that neighbor right there. Pedo. I no, not a pedo. He's just. Oh. He. I wouldn't be surprised that the Trafficker? reason why his 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 grass is so lush and green is because it's fertilized with oh oh yeah he's got he's got lime on top of all those dead bodies that's why it's good and he's always in the yard always always in the yard messing in the yard always 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 and the psycho already has all of his freaking yard christmas stuff out so that tells you right there something wrong i wouldn't trust that one as far as i don't (laughs) i don't trust him at all (laughs) don't not at all I mean, what person mows their yard with just shorts on and a cigarette hanging out their mouth? That's what I'm saying. Yeah, wrong. All kinds of wrong. Anyway, okay. Back to this killer. Not my neighbor. I don't know if he's a killer or not, but back to the one I'm going to read about. The eyeball killer. (laughs) Is that what it's called, really? The eyeball? The the eyeball killer. So this Texas murderer and diagnosed psychopath killed at least one woman with two more suspected murders to his name. Adopted from an orphanage, Charles Albright was cared for by his very protective adoptive parents. Man, I cannot speak. His mother was a school teacher and helped accelerate his learning so far that he entered college in his teens. Oh, that's just a bad thing. Not everyone yeah, you can't. Super. Um, anyway, despite being so bright, he was also known for partaking in criminal behavior, arrested first for aggravated assault at the age of 13. Oh, his murderous roots, however, lied in a childhood interest after Albright received a shotgun at a young age. He used to kill small animals. He would then stuff them with the help of his mother charming appeasing his interest in taxidermy that is not how you do that no Mm -mm. after failing to complete pre-med training at both north texas university and arkansas state teachers college he would be sent to jail for theft molestation and eventually the murder of a sex worker although police suspected him of at least three more slayings His victims' bodies were left nearly or completely nude out on a city street. They had been shot in the head and their eyes had been removed with surgical-like precision. Oh, no. Mm. That's kind of freaky. 
Okay, that I blame the mom 100%. Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now, okay, your kid's interested in taxidermy, then you take them to a taxidermist. You don't sit right. there and help and help your kid and he used to kill the animals and bring them just no, no. No. Mm-mm. Oh no. No. See, I think every parent should go through a class to know what the signs of a socio and a psychopath are and killing small animals in front of them. So how is it? Let's do this. Yeah. How is it that any Yahoo out there can spit out kids left, right, and center, but not one of us, okay, has to take some sort of class. You have to take a class to drive. You have to take a class to, like, there's so many classes out there you have to take, but anybody could go have a baby and not take Mm -hmm. a class. Oh, except if you can't actually have a baby and you want to adopt a baby and then you can't because then you have to go through. Oh, yeah. Hundred hoops of fire yeah. and ice and the circus act. Right. Yeah. And then because the, the, psych- you- the psychopathic mother who's given up her baby. You know, you got to make sure that it's going to a normal family. <clears throat> Right. Like, we were just talking about that. The, I know this is off topic. We were just talking about that the other day. Like it, anybody can have a kid. Yeah. You can be strung out on drugs and have 10, 12 kids. Yeah. But yeah. Be quote unquote normal. Okay. And you can't physically have your own children and you want to adopt. That's why so many people go to other countries because it's way yeah. easier yes. to adopt and cheaper. Yeah yeah oh yeah even we had two we had two friends um a couple at church who adopted from romania because they a school teacher and uh what was his profession like he worked at like a grocery but he was like a manager you know upper management or whatever and she was a school teacher and they didn't qualify for adoption here because they didn't make enough god wow so, nope. so you know what gets me? This is another thing that okay. Let let's take it into a different level now. They're not, they don't qualify because they don't make enough. But let's leave them in the orphanage or wherever place you got them, and have the government pay for that left, right, and center. Thank you. Like I just don't yeah. get why not give it, it to makes people. No sense. They'll do the best they can by that child. And it makes no sense. I know. I don't get it. What is wrong with yeah. this world? And, and I don't even want to talk about our foster system because you know the whole nother racket of that right there. If I were to say is a psychopath um, mill, the foster mm. system. Oh yeah, Just being crazy and pushing these kids out with all kinds yeah. of mental health issues. Okay. I can tell you, yeah. if I was in charge, there'd be so much changes. Like I'd have oh, to, wear, I'd have to wear a cage for everybody trying to get, get to me to kill. Oh, me. I already said I would be assassinated so fast if I right? was of anything. Like, <laughs> yeah, be like, oh, there's another assassination of this leader because she, yeah, I would do so. I and I would just, bam, this is you, right now today. Could you imagine Fox News? How they would cover that? what my assassination <laughs> no you, you you in charge could you oh. imagine it's the same thing here 
Oh yeah, I don't, I don't like this crazy person that yes. lost her mind and coming in here and saying we can't <laughs> yeah. do this and we can't do that and and she wants to make all these changes. You're damn right, because all y'all mm-hmm. are right. This has been going on way too long. Anyway, yeah, that has that. That's a whole nother podcast. So we can just talk about Stephanie taking over the world. <laughs> oh <my> <laughs> <God>. <laughs> Love oh it. Gosh. Do you have any more, Lori? I have one. Yes. Okay. Okay. This so this is going to be the last one. Okay. So let's make it a good one. Make it okay. a good one. This is a short story about Cassie Joe Stoddart. Cassie Joe was house-sitting for her aunt. She invited her boyfriend over, and his two friends came over as well. His friends left and said they were going to the movies. They didn't. At some point before leaving, they unlocked a basement door, unbeknownst to her. They shut the power off to scare her. They sat there hiding until her boyfriend left, and she was alone and proceeded to put masks on came in the house and stabbed her. If that isn't bad enough, a video was found where they planned to murder her ahead of time. This was there was footage of them right after they killed her as well. Oh gosh. Nice friends, eh? Hey, come on over. It's like, okay. Yeah. Like that's one that I want to look into a little bit more too, because you know, just I I First off, what the big burning question to me is, why did he leave her alone in the house with the lights off? And how did she yeah. like, I don't know. Sometimes I think people are too uh, afraid or maybe, um, oh, what is the word I'm looking for? Where you, you, you don't want to be made fun of for being, being crazy, right? So yes. Let's just say if, you know, an, a friend or an acquaintance came over and they were acting all kinds of shady and, you know, left and did that kind of stuff. Yeah. I immediately, I wouldn't want to be that person that said, oh my God, I think they, you know, lost their mind and they're going to come back and do something crazy. You want to um, rationalize through why this is happening. Yeah. yeah. People that you supposedly trust. Right. Yeah. I trust no one. Not even you start acting shady with me, and that's it. Like we're gonna have some talk. I can honestly say to you this: I, uh, I this is my pledge to you. I do not have the energy or the inclination to take anybody's life, let alone yours, way over in Texas. Okay, thank you. You can trust me. I'm okay. okay. I, I said I'll trust you until you start acting shady. But if you're in my house acting kind of shady, and no. Yeah. Like, mm, see, even when, like, not my own kids, although, let me tell you, there have been times I thought, you might be a psychopath. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, but Penny, this one needs some okay. help. <laughs> like, I, I was concerned about a few of them um, at different times, you know, in normal teenage stuff. But still, yes. in my mind, though, I was just like, this is very concerning. And let's go and make sure this is normal and whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. But if I'm at someone else's house, I don't care if it's people I know or not. I'm constantly aware of what people are doing. 
Like if I see someone just get up for no reason or they're going into a different part of the house or whatever, I'm watching. I'm not doing anything, but I am very aware of that's out of character or that's not nor like why are they going into that bedroom? You know what I'm saying? Like I'm yeah. not watching. Are they gonna come out with a pack? Like, I mean what's happening? Why do you think sissy is always with me at all times? Because I trust nobody. People are crazy. People are crazy. And it's the people who sit there and think, oh no, I'm in this safe environment. Yeah. And they all get slaughtered. They all get slaughtered. <laughs> See, meanwhile, I walked into a house with a whole bunch of weapons. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? I'm I'm not gonna use them on you. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> <clears throat> but I feel very safe being in that house, let me tell you. I just, I, and maybe it's because of true crime. Maybe it's because of some, a lot of the crazy that happened in my childhood, but I am, I'm very aware. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't take for granted that, oh, it's okay if they're going in that bedroom. Is it? I mean, it probably is, but I'm just going to watch really hard <laughs> and make sure that what they went in with is what they're coming out with and not extra stuff or you know what i mean like yeah but in all honesty let, let's face reality nowadays you have to be concerned you have yes. to be cautious you have to be all those things because you just never know when it's going to happen you don't okay well look even when i messaged you guys about that random shopping cart that was left in the middle of our school courtyard with bottles of coke in it and that was like a day after our school had gotten a bomb threat. I was freaking out. I'm like, I'm I would have been all the over car. that. No, yeah. What if it? What if it's not Coke in those bottles? Because, and they look all sealed and stuff. I'm like, people who are creating bombs can make it look really realistic. I'm not touching shit. And no, I know I look like the crazy person on the side of it. Yeah. Right. Right. And I know I looked like a crazy person because the vice principal came out and I explained in the situation. And he's like, it just looks like Coke. They're just Coke bottles. I'm like, that's fine. If they're Coke bottles, you can move them. But I'm not. And I'm going to go that way, like far away from where. See, and right, right away, go, boom. right away, I look. I would have looked at, is it a he or a she? He. Okay. I would have looked at him and I would, I would have said, yeah, well, you know what? Yesterday we all got sent home early because of a bomb threat. I don't care if they look like normal or not. It's not normal for them to be around my portable. Exactly. Right? Yeah. So grocery cart in the middle. Is there a grocery store near your school? No. no. Okay, so that's abnormal. So come on. And in the middle of the courtyard, just abandoned. Who leaves four six packs of like these tall ass coke bottles in, in the, the middle, middle of, of nowhere yeah that's just crazy they wouldn't be students students wouldn't bring a shopping cart full they'd be drinking that shit let me tell you that yeah. would be gone that's so crazy. i was stressed and i looked like the crazy person but you know what you know what? i wasn't gonna be the one to move it okay you know that like i said to you i would rather look crazy and be dead and, and have it go off and be the hero after because you said something or yeah. be crazy anyway because nothing happened who cares yeah cares. yeah but let's face yeah. reality if you had to just left it walk by it and then in an interview something happens and in an interview you say yeah i seen it there but 
you know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh well. Sorry, guys. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. That's nuts. She's getting big. She is. Sorry, we're talking about Doodlebug, Steph's cat. Yeah. She's she a tiny a thing. She's already getting big. She's getting heavier too. <clears throat> okay. She's cute. Well, that, I think concludes our true crime. Oh yes. Yeah. Okay. Let us know what you guys think. Do you guys listen mm-hmm. to true crime? If you do, hey, give me the channel because I want to know it. I know. <laughs> we need more channels. There's some homework. <laughs> okay, but not just know. listen. Like if you watch true crime stuff, like I, because I watch stuff, I just don't listen to it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Well, I got hooked on a a true crime podcast a while back, and honestly, I. I'm obsessed with it. So Yeah. There I don't know how what to say. It just I'm sorry that she's distracting. Oh, she's like, okay, now she's tired. She's giving you a high five. Uh-huh. Doing something. Now she's getting down. Okay. And she's shedding. <laughs> okay, guys. Thank you so much for listening yes. to our podcast. Make sure you follow us in all of the places and stay tuned for more riveting podcasts in the year to come. Yes. Bye. Bye. Bye.